Good evening, I'm Andy Sullivan, and welcome to the June 20th episode of Blendertainment. I've got several things to talk about, so let's get right into it. Um, I'll talk, start by talking about Hell in a Cell tonight. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good show, actually. Yeah. I mean, it had its lulls, but what show doesn't? Um, started off uh, the kickoff show. Um, Natalia submitting Mandy Rose after nine minutes with the sharpshooter. Um, that um, that was kind of the. Uh, I guess if you um, if you were. At a show, say you went to a concert and you kinda were like, yeah, the opening act is okay, but I can miss a little bit of it. The kickoff show matches are kinda like that for me. Certain, not a, not a slight to the people who were in them, but that's usually when I like to get my food get my drink, settle in. Of course, today I ate and drank when when I was watching the show, so in my downstairs TV. That match was decent, but it wasn't um, what people came there for. Or what people tuned in for. Speaking of, let's get right into that. The first match on the card. Boy, they really started out hot. Bailey and Sasha Banks was awesome. It was the first match of the night in the first match. Contested inside of Hell in a Cell. Um, Sasha, or Sasha, excuse me, I got Sasha, Sasha, Sasha Banks on the brain. I don't know. Anyway, um, Bailey, I didn't expect Bailey to win the title tonight, and she did not. Bianca Belair successfully retained again. Now, by my count, that is three, or no, two. That's two successful defenses of Bianca against Bailey. And knowing WWE, there will probably be a third one and a fourth one and quite possibly a fifth one. So, you didn't see it tonight. Of course, you can go on Peacock and watch it anytime you want to, but or you could just wait a few months and see it a couple more times. As for the next match, um, let's see. Next match was Seth Rollins and Cesaro. 
boy, they, they really, they tore it up, which is no surprise given how awesome both Seth and Cesaro are. I kind of figured, though, since Cesaro got the big win over Seth at WrestleMania, that Seth would have to get his get-back win tonight, and he did. Um, excuse me, this is actually the third match of 2021, um, <laughs> with Rollins rolling up Cesaro for the win, bringing the record to 2-1. to one. This is a strong finish. Cesaro kicked the crap out of Rollins, <laughs> stomping his arm in the mat, on the mat, and went to put Rollins in the swing for a second time before Rollins countered. Eventually, yeah. Eventually spelling the win for Seth. They'll probably go at it again too. If I was a betting man, I would say mm, their next show is Money in the Bank. Quite possibly a one-on-one -on -one at Money in the Bank. Maybe, maybe they even, which this could happen. Maybe they both are named for the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, they they name them now. They don't do qualifiers. Um, I remember when they used to do Money in the Bank qualifying matches. That was pretty cool. That was that was fun, and it was a good way to um, fill up matches for Raw and SmackDown. I don't know why they went away from that. Now they just name the contestants. I will talk though about Money in the Bank when it comes closer to time. Now this next match, this next match was when I went to get my pizza and it was a good thing I did. Because from all from all accounts, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler was just bad. <laughs> I've I've heard accounts that say awful. I would say I'd go back and watch the match, but really don't care that really don't care too much about it to watch the match. I mean. just, you know, and, and that pains me to say that they're making me not care about the Alexa Bliss character because for the longest time, she was one of my favorites. And now that they're doing this thing, I just, uh, Anyway, Alexa pinned Shayna after a modified Sister Abigail and Twisted Bliss. Um, crappy match. I'm moving on.
<laughs> um, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. These two, these two always bring it. Sami Zayn ended up winning the match with a little kick. And also, um, you know, Kevin Owens got the, um, the Nigerian nail from Commander Aziz, which is the Samoan Spike. That was Friday night on SmackDown, just two nights ago, so I didn't... I didn't really expect Kevin Owens to win this match. I don't know what they're gonna end up doing with Kevin. If they'll um, if they'll keep up the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn feud, which that would be pretty cool. Um, I always like when those two go at it, and I'm thinking that. Apollo Crews and his Commander Aziz, who weren't on the card tonight, I'm thinking they will eventually have SmackDown tag team titles around their waist, or as a lot of them are doing now, around their shoulder. So the next match of the night... So the next match of the night was oh was um, Rhea Ripley defending the Raw Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. Now I was afraid that Charlotte Flair was going to win the title again. She doesn't need the title, but she's a Flair and Miss Woman this weakness for Charlotte Flair that she pretty much, well she did win all of the title matches that she was in so when they started doing when they started putting Charlotte back in the title picture I thought, oh no this, oh no, but, okay, so Charlotte won the match via disqualification, which means that they're going to do it again, and they're probably going to do it again at Money in the Bank, and I don't know. Now, if they were, if they really wanted people to hate them, they would put Charlotte Flair in the money in, in the women's money in the bank match and have her win it. But I hope they don't do that. And if they do have 
Charlotte and Rhea the rematch at Money in the Bank. And if they do have Charlotte win, they need to have whoever wins that Money in the Bank match cash in immediately and beat Charlotte. But I don't think they'll do that either. I don't think they'll wait until Money in the Bank. I think they'll have the rematch tomorrow night and I don't think they'll give Charlotte the title tomorrow night. It was a pretty good match, but the match that everybody was waiting for was actually the match that was the foregone conclusion match, as I like to call certain matches. There's at least one match on every pay-per-view that is a foregone conclusion of who's going to win. And the Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley match tonight. Well, that was a foregone conclusion that Bobby Lashley was going to retain the title. And the edict that Drew McIntyre agreed to was if he loses, he can no longer challenge for the championship as long as Bobby Lashley is the champion. Now, Lashley won, meaning that, as I say, Drew can no longer challenge for the title as long as Lashley's champion. Now, we could go several ways with this. Uh, they could have Drew McIntyre spiral out of control and turn heel tomorrow night which a lot of the fans have already turned on him anyway. Or, option two, they could wait and just keep him in flux until the next draft where it's been rumored that Drew McIntyre will be traded to SmackDown. Or, option three, and this was, you know, I was in the shower, and I was thinking, you know who they have dropped the ball with? Is Jinder Mahal. Now, if you remember, about a month or so ago, Jinder Mahal returned with two big dudes and it looked like Jinder was going to front a new stable and everybody was like, okay, Jinder's back, okay, we're going to lead to something here, but guess what, next week no Jinder Mahal, next week no Jinder Mahal, the next week no Jinder Mahal, the next week no Jinder Mahal, I think you get my drift. I posed the question on Twitter, is Jinder Mahal injured? I got several replies that they thought he might have been too, or they were wondering the same thing, but it's quite possible that WWE just 
didn't have any plans after that night that he returned. Which makes total sense because that's kind of WWE's MO. It's just, you know, there was, there was a friend that I used to talk about the WWE pay-per-views with, and I don't even text him about it anymore because he just rolls his eyes about WWE, so I thought, you know what, that's cool. I just won't text anymore. Let's see. Okay, what? Um, Seth, Seth beating Cesaro. Um, KO and Sammy I talked about. Sammy beating KO. Rhea on borrowed time as the Raw Women's Champion. Bobby Lashley beating Drew McIntyre again. Okay. So that was Hell in a Cell. And let's see. What else? Oh, okay. Um, there is a new song. Um, do I'll do my I'll do my music plug a little early this week so I don't forget. Um, as you know, for several weeks, I have been lauding Stacy Stone, the uh, Nashville pop singer, Stacy Stone. She has released a new single called Relapse, and you, you might be thinking, hey, Relapse, that's about drugs, huh? Well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let you listen to it. But I will tell you this. It is... It's, it's, it's a damn good song. And go on Spotify or wherever you get your music and check it out. And um, follow Stacy on Spotify. Leave... Um, you don't leave a comment for new music. Good lord, Andy. Um, <laughs> okay, so that is my music pick for the week. A little early for you. Relapse by Stacy Stone. The other day, I have been... Um, well, this actually started a few weeks ago. My thing is, uh, I like to, uh, well, I wouldn't say I like to, I tend to let my magazines multiply over a one, two, three, four month period. You get the gist. Sometimes I'll go even longer than that, almost a whole year. 
Well, earlier today, actually, actually it was yesterday, I was reading an article in Men's Health uh, called 6am with 6am with a four-star general, Charles G. Brown Jr. I know the, um, the title of the article rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, not exactly. But anyway, um, he was talking about, um, and, and when I read this, I was like, what? He said, he said he doesn't listen to music anymore while working out. Let me repeat that. He said he doesn't listen to music anymore while working out. If he listens to anything, he listens to podcasts. Now that... That is foreign to me because... Um, music... Music is life for me. I have to have it on while running, lifting, sometimes even writing. I mean, if I understand, if actually, you know, maybe I don't understand because, <laughs> but I guess if that's if that is what you're used to, if that is what you're used to, okay, that's. That's, that's the way you get down. That's what you deal with. But I've got to have music all the time. Got to have music while I'm working out. Got to have music while I'm running. Got to have music sometimes when I'm writing. My column, even. I listen to music. And I'll listen to music just laying in bed. Have my headphones on. Turn on some music and, and listen till I'm tired. But yeah, the bottom line is I'm a music man. Couldn't imagine my life without it. Um, okay, I have reviewed. Hell in a Cell, but I did not talk about Samoa Joe's surprise return to NXT. A few weeks ago, um, Joe was one of the surprise names released, and everybody, present company included, was like, Oh my God, WWE is insane. What are they doing letting Samoa Joe go? But what he was doing at that time was he was a commentator on Raw. Now, as it would probably make more sense just to remove Joe as commentator and put him to NXT and bring in another commentator instead of just quote unquote 
firing Joe, which now I'm thinking that maybe Joe getting fired was kind of grandstanding, just a way to get him off the wrong commentary team and find something else for him, which happens to be NXT, the assistant to General Manager Regal, which I believe, well, I thought at first might end up being that he would be eventually the general manager, but we saw some interactions on NXT Wednesday night where Joe broke up. Joe, who <laughs> it was funny, uh, Regal said, uh, now one of the conditions here is you can't get physical. And just a few minutes later, unless provoked, and just a few minutes later, he was provoked and got physical, putting the Coquina clutch on on Adam Cole. And uh, oh, this this is gonna be fun, man. This dynamic between William Regal. <clears throat> Excuse me. This dynamic between Regal and Joe, this is going to be fun in the coming weeks. I, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. And another thing I'm going to talk about is the MMA cage match on Dynamite between Jake Hager and Wardlow. It was... Well, it was. It just was. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people... Um, a lot of people are saying that it was... Kind of a dud. Um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting the greatest thing in the world. So, I wasn't really disappointed. You know, it was one of those things... Uh, if you don't expect a lot, you won't get disappointed, you know, you know the deal, it's one of those deals, um, and the next thing is the AEW Rampage logo, now, I obviously can't show it to you via a podcast, but, let me tell you where I can show it to you. You can see it by going to my Instagram. Now listen, my Instagram is locked um, because, well, security purposes. But if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it is at D underscore Andy underscore S. Wild. Why all the underscores, you might ask? Well, I wanted to... Um, once upon a time, I wanted to change my Instagram name because um, I wasn't getting hacked, but I was 
getting a lot of creeps, a lot of um, weird accounts. And that's why I went private. Because, you know, you just get all kinds of weirdos on the internet. And when you go private, you control who you let in. Which, that's a good thing about, <laughs> it's a good thing about anything. If you're private, you can control who you let in. You can control who you let in your life. You can control who you let in your social media life. So, I said all that to reiterate that if you want to see the Rampage logo, Rampage is the new AEW show, which will be premiering in August. I don't have that right in front of me, but I believe it's August the 13th. August the 13th. So if you want to see that logo, just head on over, head on over to my Instagram. And for um, for my next thing that I'll be covering. Um, I watch when I'm unable to be at my home church, Monticello, Monticello Baptist. I have been watching and what I, I began watching this during the pandemic, First Baptist Church on WBKO Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. And I was watching First Baptist this morning on WBKO and one of the things that Pastor Jeff spoke of is Glory Days. Not the Bruce Springsteen song. Though I must say that I that did start playing in my head because well songs often play in my head. It's like, um, what was that show that just got canceled? Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm like that. Anyway, um, back to, back to my story here. Um, Pastor Jeff said, uh, his glory days probably playing football in high school. My glory days are spread out, which is pretty cool when you think about it, because if you were just big man on campus in high school or college, and it was all downhill from there, uh, which I certainly wouldn't say is all downhill. I mean, he became a pastor, you know. But, um, see, when I graduated, um, there was, when I graduated high school, when I graduated college, um, then it became when I got my paper job, that's when I found out or got a better understanding of what I wanted to do 
then when I, so I graduated college, uh, got my latest, my beech tree job, which I've had since July 2019. So in a few days, or excuse me, July 2009. So in nine days, well actually, as a matter of fact, my first beech tree column was July 2nd, 2009. So, July, this July 2nd will be my 12 year anniversary at beech tree. 12 years this July 2nd. That's that that's awesome for me. That's that's very cool. That's the uh, longest tenured job I've ever had, and I am extremely blessed to have had it and to still have it. And I am blessed to have my no DQ column, which I've had for um, a little, a little under two years now. I think it'll be, I think it'll be two years this December. I wish I'd written that down. I've got, I have got a thing in my notes that has all of my, well, most of my jobs when I, when I started. And I think I should have written my no DQ one down, but I think I'll be going on, mm, I might be going on two years with that this year. Maybe. Don't don't quote me on that. That's um that's pretty much all I've got. Oh, wait a minute. No 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 no. I've got one more thing and this one uh, This one I don't know it um it might be, get me, it might get me in a little hot water. I don't know, but I'm just, I'm going to do it because I read about it. Um, the article was actually posted. Um, the article was actually post, posted. Sunday the 20th, which was when I started doing this. Right now it's 12.24, so it's Monday the 21st, but this was dated Sunday the 20th. Um, singer Macy Gray writes op-ed calling for the U.S. flag to be replaced. It's tattered, dated, divisive, and incorrect.
Listen, man. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I want to be real careful here because um, but damn it it's <laughs> okay this Sunday morning I said I know what they're gonna do next I know what's gonna be the next thing that's gonna be talked about They're gonna try and do away with Independence Day. Now, I don't, I, I don't know that for sure, and I'm not gonna be okay. I know that. I'm probably fearing in dangerous territory with this. I'm, I don't want to get into any kind of um, Bill Maher or um, oh gosh, guy's name escapes me anyway. There's no, I'm not doing any political commentary or anything like that. Um, but it, it's just, um, yeah, I'm not gonna read or, um, read her whole column. You, if you want to go on... I found it on AOL. I found the article on AOL. Um, by tomorrow morning, it'll probably be circulated to everywhere. I'm sure it will be on GMA and many other news outlets. Um... She says the uh, she says Grammy winners Grammy Grammy winning singer Macy Gray canceled the American flag for Juneteenth that no longer represents democracy and freedom. Well, we'll just um, we'll just leave that alone because um, anything that I say. would be turned so we're just gonna leave that alone just back away slowly throw your hands up just like um, Elvin on the Cosby show and if you don't know what I'm talking about go, go watch type it in Google type it in Google watch it watch the episode, watch the clip, but, um, just, yeah, that, that's it, you know, I'm not gonna be, uh, 
I'm not gonna give that any more time because I don't want to get anything else. Well, that is pretty much that for this week. Um, I have no new TV shows to discuss. I will say that I watched, yeah, I've been binging Dark Side of the Ring lately. This, uh, this past season of it, uh, and I'm almost, okay, they, they've reached, they reached the halfway point, and they're taking a summer break, and they're gonna be back in September, I believe they said. Last night, I watched the Legend of Grizzly Smith, and if you don't know Grizzly Smith, he was the father of one Aurelian Smith Jr. If you're saying, hey Andy, who is Aurelian Smith Jr.? Aurel excuse me, Aurelian Smith. Aurelian Smith Jr. is Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh-huh, that's right. And, uh, that episode was, wow, you know, I, I won't, I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but man, it's a powerful one. And also, um, if you knew, or if you didn't know who all Jake was related to in the wrestling business, that's going to be some interesting tidbits for you there too. I didn't know that uh, Jake was related to uh, some fellow WWF competitors in the 80s. Um, I'll just go ahead and tell you. Um, Rockin' Robin and Okay, say the other name. Oh, Sam Houston. So, yeah, that, but that's, you know, me telling you that does not spoil the episode. That was just, that's just a little interesting tidbit that I didn't know. But boy, the rest of it. Good lord, the rest of it, man. Some disturbing stuff. And you're probably thinking, hey Andy, I don't want to watch anything disturbing. No, this, um, this, especially, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to want to watch it. And I have got, I've got one left. I've got the Dynamite Kid. And I'll watch it mm, sometime this week um, because, oh, and um, there is one show left with its finale, the Blacklist season finale. 
is this Wednesday. And I have no freaking idea. Well, I do know one thing. And this is... Well, this might be a spoiler alert for you. Or it might not be. I found out... Wednesday, just an hour, less than an hour before Wednesday night's episode aired, that Megan Boone is leaving the blacklist. Megan Boone plays... Now, it's a big deal because Megan Boone... She plays the lead, man. She plays Elizabeth Keene, and she's leaving after the entire... She's been on all eight seasons. The uh, first... The first sentence of the article, The Blacklist is headed for a shocker. Megan Boone, female lead opposite James Bader, is departing the long on NBC series after eight seasons. She will make her last appearance as a series regular on the upcoming season eight finale, which, like I said, airs this week. The decision about Boone's exit was made early on, well ahead of Blackwood's season nine renewal in January. That allowed the writers to craft the arc for her character, Liz Keene, this season as her final chapter. I hear the decision was mutual and Boone already is plotting her next move. I hear, this is me, I hear that she'll have a show, I believe, on Amazon. I could be wrong. You might want to check into that. Um, course, with uh, Boone's departure, Spader, Diego, Klatnoff, and Harry Lennox remain the only original cast members left on the show. Season 8 has completed Liz's transformation from a wide-eyed rookie FBI agent to a criminal on the run who has embraced her dark side. In episode 4, Liz was revealed number one on the blacklist. After watching Red, James Spader, kill her mother, Katarina Rostova, Liz turned the tables on the former mentor and now became her target. Their, their tumultuous relationship will come to a head in the final two episodes of season eight. Aptly titled Nashalo and Konets, which are Russian for beginning and end. So I did not know that. Beginning and end. I, wow, that, that's pretty intricate. I didn't know any of that stuff. Um, let's see. Yeah. In Nashalo, we went back to the very beginning 
unpack some answers answers of years worth of questions and in the final let's see um, the character driven pursuit Procedural was an instant massive hit, turning Boo into a TV star overnight. Despite looting, losing rating steam as it moved around the NBC schedule, the Blacklist remains a solid performer, and through its off-network deal with Netflix, the show has reached a global audience. It has moved around. Um, the show started... I think it started on Thursday. It has been on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I think it even had a special. It might have even had a special on Saturday night at one point. I, I'm not sure about that, but anyway, I know that it went at least four days of the five-day week at one point. It bounced around. It has been on almost every day of the week. Now, I don't know. Now, I have read the synopsis and I have a feeling that they're going to do a thing where, or they're going to try to do a thing where Red hides Liz, maybe, but she did get shot last episode, so she lost a lot of blood, so she might die. Um, We're just going to have to see, you know, the uh, season 8 finale. Airs Wednesday night, 7 p.m. on NBC. And, you know, I just, um, I can't believe that a main character will be gone after Friday. That's, that's a, that's a shocker. of a as much of a shocker as the well, maybe even more of a shocker than the million, million little things finale was that's the thing about that's the thing about finales man these finales have delivered good lord they have delivered well that um, that's pretty much gonna wrap it up for this week me um, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to the show uh, Blendertainment again I'm on I'm on Spotify Apple Music um, follow me on Spotify um, I told you about my told you about my Twitter um, at Andy Sullivan 12 um, my Instagram 
D underscore Andy underscore S. Um, just, uh, well, that's, that's pretty much it. That's all I'm into. Uh, no Facebook anymore for me. I've been clean from that for over a year. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. My cousin's husband, he always used to say, uh, okay, you, you remember how uh, in, um, in, um, oh, what was the movie? Waterboy. You remember Waterboy? How um, Kathy Bates would always tell, um, Adam Sandler's character, Bobby Boucher, that um, football is the devil, although they were from Louisiana, so uh, she would say foosball is the devil. Well, he adopted that, and he says that Facebook is the devil. I don't know about that, but it's very bad. <laughs> so, uh, I said all that to say this. I don't do Facebook anymore. Um, Twitter and Instagram. That's all I need. Spotify for my music. That's all I need. And um, hope you guys will check me out uh, on those platforms. Check out my podcast on those platforms. And I will catch you guys next week. And you guys have a good one. Peace out.